Welcome to the first ever Harm Slayer podcast by Big Forest. I'm Jordan Harms. And I'm Chris Slayer. Uh, what are we doing? You know what we're doing. Yeah, I know what we're doing. We're podcasting. Podcasting. Ah. We're going to give this podcast thing a try. We've attempted to do these many times in the past, and we just never succeed because they're yeah. so easy to put off. But we're really into a lot of real life hard work stuff and mm-hmm. we decided we need to do something for ourselves something fun and that's what this podcast is mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes yeah plus we like talking so yeah that works <laughs> all right i think that's good enough for an intro i don't really like intros so yeah let's uh move along did i say intros mm-hmm. i don't really like intros <laughs> we thought it was a good idea to give our listeners all two of you um <laughs> an idea of who we are, how we met, uh, how we got here to this point of making a podcast. And who knows, maybe someday down the road, it'll be interesting to someone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well start somewhere. So why not with some a little bit of context about us and uh, some background? So, yeah. We got to go back. Our families technically knew each other before we did. That's true. So back in the good old days before we were born, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my mother was best friends with your aunt. That's right. Your yep. Aunt Jenny. Yep. Jennifer Lair. Um, and I mean, she, my mom stayed over at your, your aunt's house all the time. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, they went through like middle school together, I guess. So they had a good, strong middle school bond. And then uh, I, I think they went their separate ways on like high school. And that was, that was that. But my mom knew your your uh your dad so right you so know all the, brother. the different brothers yep mm-hmm. um and how many of them are there three four there's three brothers and then she's the fourth sibling okay so she knew all the layers which is chris's family his grandparents his dad his uncles and his aunt fast forward about <laughs> like 30, 30 years, years. <laughs> and 30 40 years gosh yeah. my, oh my, my mom's God. gonna listen to this and feel so mad so bad that i'm like i can't i'm getting my decades off but uh fast forward to a little thing called boy scouts of america chris and i are both in cub scouts Mm -hmm. and our our uh our mothers both decided to put us in homeschooling that's right here in st charles missouri yeah here's a fun fact you know if if you're not from the state of missouri uh, especially the St. Louis area, it's a big deal what school you go to. So if someone knows that you're from St. Louis, they will instinctively ask next, like someone who else who is also from St. Louis. They'll instinctively ask you, "What school did you go to?" And it's it's a very common question around here, and it it always kind of causes us some pause, or at least it does for me, because then I say homeschooled. They're all like, "Ah, I was homeschooled, and I was part of these like, yeah. communities and stuff." That's true. And there's kind of this <laughs> moment of silent judgment. They're like, "Oh, you didn't." didn't go to a school well no i was homeschooled and then you're like well there's actually organizations of homeschoolers and everything right yeah we'll talk about this more in a a later episode but right for a little bit of context we were both homeschooled so Mm -hmm. you would think okay so you both were at your own house going to school we were actually part of a homeschool community right which there are several of in every county every city all over the country believe it or not um but we can get into that some other time the point of this is that for whatever reason, Nikki Lair, Christopher's mother, and Donna Harms, my mother, both decided 
because fate told them to, to put Chris and Jordan both in homeschooling, not knowing about each other. They also decided to put them each in Boy Scouts in the St. Charles area. In the same troop. In the same troop. The same pack, because we were Cub Scouts, right, actually. M- multiple packs and troops and Yeah. All over the... In St. Charles. All over the... Everywhere. And so one time, and I, I only know this from the story that my mom told me and, and has probably told you. Mm-hmm. She was just sitting there talking to this mom of a fellow scout, a fellow scout mom, because they're new to the whole thing. She's trying to make friends. And your mother uh, naturally starts talking about her family and who she's married to. And my mom does the same. And she says, yeah, my husband, Dan. And then something clicked. And my mom was like, something clicked. My mom, <laughs> something clicked. My mom was like, wait, wait, Nikki Lair. Your husband's name is Dan Lair. Uh, are his parents named Barb and Mel Lair? <laughs> and your mom was like, why, yes, they are. And then she realized, oh, my gosh, I used to be best friends with your sister-in-law, Jenny Lair. Have you yeah. heard of her? And your mom was like, yes, I have. And then they swore to each other, our, our sons, Chris and Jordan, who are the same age, need to be best friends and Chris and I had no intention of letting that no, happen. No, we totally disagreed with that decision. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to do that at all. Nope. But to get back to where this all began, uh, technically we were friends before we met. We even wanted to be friends. Yeah. And <laughs> by our mother's design. Yeah. <laughs> so we met through uh, homeschooling briefly. We would see each other at public events. Like we were both in extracurriculars like choir and mm-hmm. we played like frisbee and we did like the whole you know we don't have we don't go to class every day like a public schooler so in order to get our uh like credit yeah our like credit recognized by the state we would do like seminars and classes outside of our home and that is where we would see each other a lot we also would see each other a lot in cub scouts we were in different dens uh i was in den six and you were in den what were you you remember? I don't even remember. He was in a different den. <laughs> oh, some house. You're actually you're five months older than me, a slightly different age group than I. I was. I was mm-hmm. always the oldest, always the oldest in my age group, and you were always younger. But I, no, that's not true. Yeah, I was. Uh, you were younger than some guys. Yeah, I was pretty middle of the road, but I, was t- I tended to be a bit younger. Your birthday's in March. Mm-hmm. Mine's in August, so you can figure that out. I was on the younger <laughs> end of it. I usually got picked in the middle of stuff and they're like, arrange yourself by birthdays. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I, my parents had a choice early on to decide if I was going to be the youngest or the oldest in every class because school starts in August and they chose for me to be older. Whether that was a good decision or not, I, I don't know because I don't know the other, right. uh, I don't know, scenario. So I, all my friends were always kind of older than me or they were older than my class. So anyway... Yeah, let's talk about AHG. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows what AHG is out there, right? You can't respond right now. Well, it's kind of like, it's like an alternative to Girl Scouts. Because we were in Boy Scouts, and um, back then... This is like this, early 2000s. Mm-hmm, it was a budding organization called American Heritage Girls. And it was, um, Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts had a very different formation. And AHG was trying to sort of mimic the Boy Scout model in their structure. You know, have more... More of a, a similar design. To yeah, Boy Scouts. I mean, well, naturally, 
boys and girls have a lot of similar interests and mm-hmm. there's there's a stereotypical boy things and there's stereotypical girl things right but there's a lot of overlap when you're kids or when you're just really young yeah and girl scouts did a lot of you know selling cookies and basket weaving and a lot of at home stuff sewing and they they barely went on any campouts right. and people like my sister for one, especially really, really wanted to do the camping stuff and the mm-hmm. getting down and dirty stuff and the more adventurous stuff that his Boy Scouts did. So an organization called American Heritage Girls was formed, I think actually started here in the Midwest. And Oh, did it really? And they, they had things like family camp, like just like the Cub Scouts. Right. Well, one year, um, and I should probably, <laughs> I should preface this by saying that Chris and I we're only up until this point forced to be together and we did not like each other. Yeah, our pro- our proximity was not <laughs> it was not condoned by us. It was, it was kind of just a forced configuration. Mm-hmm. And we always kind of avoided one another cuz I had my friends that were all in my den and my patrol by the time I became a boy scout oh, yeah. and you had your friends and I was like that guy's weird and I I don't want to hang out with him. He talks about <laughs> dinosaurs all the time. <laughs> He draws pictures and his head's in the clouds. And like little did I know, I was just seeing myself. Like I do the same exact kind of crap, but I didn't realize back then. Yeah, I thought, man, look at that loser. He's got long hair. <laughs> I did have long hair. He's always got time. a Game Actually, Boy. I have long hair right now. <laughs> you, you do. Um, anyway, the AHG had a family camp, and mm-hmm. both of our mothers were leaders. And they're like best friends at this point. They're getting along great, yep. trying to get us to get along. We don't yep. want it. wasn't working. We're forced to go because we're part of the family and we are forced to go to this American Heritage Girls family camp where apparently no other male siblings were forced to go like we were Mm because no, there were no other boys there. Nope. (laughs) Your older brother, Brad, wasn't there. Jacob wasn't there. Yeah. So it was like, what? Uh, Why why is it just us? So we kind of banded together because we had no buddy mm -hmm. else to hang out with. And what did we start talking about? Okay. Like really- <laughs> okay. I'll never forget. We were at the archery station of the family. It was, by the way, it was super hot. Oh my gosh. It was like, yeah. <laughs> and it rained like, a bunch. Yeah. So that it, it rained a lot. You would think it would cool it off. But here in Missouri, when it rains in the summer, it's like you just bumps up the humidity. It's like you're in an oven and then you just get out of the oven and walk into a sauna. And that's the <laughs> yeah. only difference. It was miserable. It was miserable. Yeah. And, uh, we were at the archery range, just burning up. So I went over and I naturally stood in the shade of one of the trees. We're kind of by a tree line. And uh, then Jordan walks over and he was, was it, I think you were the one that you were singing along. It was a lo- it was an excerpt from the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. Like the, the scene whenever My there's gosh, the ring range. Like, and I was like, hey, is that, is that the Lord of the Rings soundtrack? <laughs> <laughs> And we both started doing it, like, just a couple of dummies. And I was like, wait a minute. He likes Lord of the Rings. He can't be that bad. Which, <laughs> Lord of the Rings was should like that. Then. But, yeah, it was big. It was big. That was, the, that was the first thing that really broke the ice. After that, we were at the dining hall, and my parents were off doing something. And I came over, and the, the whole dining hall was kind of empty and sparse. And I went over, I sat down with you and your mom and Sarah. And then... Sarah's was my like, sister, mm-hmm. who's in... Who is the the member in question for of AHG? H- yep. So I came over and I was like, "Hey, blah blah blah." We started talking about the heat and everything, and and then we started talking about Lord of the Rings, and of course that led to us talking about other music we liked from 
stuff. The Lion King. So we talked about the Lion King and we Brave talked Heart. about, yeah, and I think we talked about Star Wars and of course. Anyway, so after that, we just, uh, I don't know, it just, we kind of stuck together after that. Mm-hmm. And they needed help too at the, at the camp. They needed help uh, with skits for the evening program. They're like, the girls need to put on these skits. Do you guys want to help us with your knowledge of Boy Scout skits and put one together? So we did. And so that also mm-hmm. forced us to work together. And Yeah, we riled up all the other boys that were there who were just as miserable as us. <laughs> but people that we didn't know, and they were all quite a bit younger than us. And we did a, we did a whole skit around the campfire, mm-hmm. and everybody loved it. And then we were like celebrities. And then we just got this high <laughs> from it. We're like, we're pretty good together. We can make, we could rule the world. And we're then, nowhere near doing that yet, by well, the way. Until that point, I had never really, I don't think we had talked. It was all just kind of silent judgment yeah, from across the right. room. Like, look at him playing that Game Boy. I, I wasn't allowed did to I have really a Game have Boy. my Game Boy with me all the time? Not on that trip. Well, I mean, oh. you did. I mean, at like uh, <laughs> other functions, you know, like I don't even remember this. stuff. I believe you. So I was like, because I wasn't allowed to have one. I think I was just jealous. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> after that, I, I hadn't really talked to him. I mean, be, I mean, after getting, you know, meeting each other at the camp, I had not talked to you before that. So then I talked to you and I was like, wow, this guy's actually kind of funny. <laughs> Fancy that. <laughs> So uh, humor really was the the first draw after soundtracks, and uh, then we just started joking around, and uh, we actually came up with a little jingle. Was it on that camp, or was that the? Oh, you're the talking about the sapless, sapless tree, tree thing? and the yeah, fishless we just pond. Found out that we had a very unique and compatible like humor style, and mm-hmm. which was. <laughs> super unpopular for everyone else yeah it still kind of is it is (laughs) and uh yeah we kicked it off i mean i don't want to linger on this too long but the point the moral of the story is we didn't like each other we were forced to be together and then we were friends after that right um so fast forward to uh i don't know i i was 13 i came down with an acute case of appendicitis and almost died they took it on out of me and Chris and I were friends at this point. We weren't great friends, right. but we, I was friends enough with him to invite him to my Battlefront, my Star Wars Battlefront 2 party. Yes. Because I was in the hospital watching the trailers for this video game about to come out. And I was like, oh my gosh, the graphics look so good. If you're, if you're watching the visual version of this, we'll put up a clip of the trailer for this game (laughs) and you can see just how dated it actually is but from my (laughs) hospital bed where i wasn't allowed to eat any solid food so i was like i just want to go home and play this game i wanted that game so bad and my dear sweet parents uh they got it for me as like a coming home present type thing so i'm not allowed to lift anything over like 15 pounds but i was like you know what i can do i can't have my friends over (laughs) then another good friend of mine uh michael i was like bring over your ps2 and your copy of battlefront 2 and I'll set up mine. We're going to set up two big old tube TVs. I'll set up the GameCube in the other room. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to invite everyone. So I just I just went down the list of my my Boy Scout friends, my homeschool friends, <laughs> my public school friends. And on that list was Chris. And everyone showed up. And Chris told me on the phone, on the house phone. Uh, he called me. He invited me via phone call. Yeah. Via via home phone yeah and i was like hey man come over to this battlefront 2 party and you're like <laughs> star wars battlefront 2 because we were both in a battlefront 1 it was like oh my gosh i'm there and oh, yeah. he was like also i have a surprise i'm gonna come over but i got a surprise for later 
And I was like, that's right. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone starts showing up, man. We've got the chips and salsa, the Mountain Dew oh, going. Yeah. And we're like Doritos. Yeah. Oh. We're burning the midnight oil. It was great. By midnight oil, I mean like 7 p.m. It was about that. And uh, it's getting late. It's like nine o'clock and we're I'm 13 I've got, and I'm a, I'm a homeschooled 13 year old. So there's really no <laughs> such thing as a break from schoolwork. And yeah, I'm like, really. I got to do school tomorrow. Cause every day is a school day. And Chris is like, okay, well it's time for my surprise. Everyone gather around the TV. And he busted out his little Sony camcorder camcorder. Yeah. His oh, little man. Sony camcorder that records the tape, plugged it up to the TV, turned like dim the lights and, he proceeds to show everyone this. Did you have a name for it? I don't remember. Oh, I might have had it a was name. A, it was a video of this stop action animation, mm-hmm. which is, if you don't know what that is, you can look it up, but making inanimate objects move around by stopping and starting the camera. And he had the stop action animation of all of his Star Wars characters, his like Star toys. Wars action figures. Yeah. And it was all set to uh, Star Wars music and other music that he just played on a little boombox off to the side of the camera. Oh, and yeah. he blew everybody's mind except for mine. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like a bad thing, but it's not. Everybody was blown away by this. These action figures were moving on their own, and it was like this video that he made, and it was all cohesive, maybe. I don't know. It was self-edited as I I shot. Yeah. This is before (laughs) we used any editing software. Right. And I, instead of being like, whoa, I've never seen anything like that before, my brain, like, broke a little bit, and I was like, wait a minute. Someone else who does stop-action videos? (laughs) Because I had my own small collection of unfinished stop-action videos, but what I had never thought to do was play music with a boombox and hit start and stop at the same time as the record button on the camera with both hands up yep. and down. And <laughs> I thought that was a, that was brilliant. And as soon as it was over, everyone was clapping and like, yeah, was sweet video. And everyone's kind of going home except for the select few stuck, you know, stuck around, which was including Chris. Mm. And I was like, we need to make a video right now. And we did right here tonight. And we did. We got out my Lego Bionicles. <laughs> That's right. And we started, we made a video and we, Took turns with all of our friends. We had Steven and Kratos and Seth all making voices for these different characters. And this all comes around to uh, that kind of showed, it opened the door to us wanting to get into media Mm -hmm. and into film specifically, which I always had an interest in and dabbled with it. But I also wanted to be like five other things. And Chris pretty much just wanted to be that, I think. I don't Mm -hmm. think you had any other aspirations at that point you were probably 14 yeah well i was probably third i think 13 at that time okay i think it was at the the cusp of 13 and um yeah i definitely ever since a very young age i'd always been drawn to to movies and also to writing so i'd always think you know when i'd read a book for school or, or whatever i would think oh well someday when i write a book or when i watch a movie i'd say well someday when i make a movie i never i never even <laughs> some consider- big thoughts for <laughs> yeah, yeah not even 13 year old not maybe someday i'll make a movie it was always someday when so call that delusions of grandeur or what but <laughs> i uh i was set on it so that was that was basically my first step like well go start somewhere and then it was like it was a, a huge eureka moment this epiphany whenever 
you confirm that you also want to do is like someone who can help me someone <laughs> someone who can go through this with me I, we, we can accomplish right. twice as much and for me i feel like it was just like a little push i needed because i have always been like a dabbler yeah in lots of things and like a tinkerer and like i would just want to figure this thing out and making stop action videos with this straight to vhs camera that my family rented from time to time we didn't even own it we just rented it and then you record to a tape and you get to keep the tape and you send the camera back wow i would make these videos with my brother and he's a tinkerer like me but he Mm -hmm. was just doing it to literally he was he cared more about the inner workings of the camera and like oh if i stop and start i can make it look like these lego guys are moving around Uh, for me i was like there's a story in here i can tell the story because i was always I, i too was always interested in stories man like i always wanted to know like i mean i watch disney cartoons like anybody but i was so invested in these characters and the worlds that they created and Mm -hmm. i was like i'd rather do that than figure out how this camera works okay here's an aside right here by the way um so i made that one star wars movie i don't remember what it was called what was yours lego legends i made one later on called lego legends so that was his response video three-parter so we yeah we made well, I made that one, and then we made another one that we didn't even finish that same night at the party. Yeah, that was just to kind of yeah experiment it, with our skills together. Yeah, and then, I don't know, like a week or two later, Jordan calls me over, and of course we're getting together, we tell our moms everything about it, so they're, they're pretty encouraging about it, too. because They're like, also oh, look, thrilled that we're actually we're hanging out with each other now, and they're like, oh, <laughs> thankfully, yay, we did it, we, we joined them together, which I guess is true. If Thanks, only Mom. they know what they'd started. Yeah. <laughs> they might regret it now. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we got into some shenanigans. Anyway, the point was that Jordan, like two or maybe two or three weeks later, he came back with a response video. Now, obviously, there wasn't a party to watch over it as, but um, I went over to his house we had spaghetti. It was the first of our spaghetti dinners of thousands. It's starting to sound really romantic. It does. It sounds a little too lady into trampy, but I came over. <laughs> we had a disgusting amount of spaghetti. And then we go up to like his room and we, he turns on the camera. He has it plugged in and he shows me the video and he had, it was made with Legos this time. So I had done with Star Wars. He does with Legos. And it was That's this what I like, had, man. I didn't have any Star Wars action figures. I remember watching it, and I was still kind of like reserving judgment. I didn't want to just jump on and be like, oh, this is great. I was like, mm, I'm going to judge this. So <laughs> With I, your acute cinematic oh, man. eye. My That's your expertise, my authority. So uh, I remember you started off with like the, there's like a scene of a guy has his helmet on a rock. And I was like, oh, what the kind of artsy crap is this? And then, <laughs> and then he, Like a little Lego helmet. Yeah, a little Lego Trooper st- helmet. Yeah. And then, of course, it ties in together. I'm going to spo- spoiler alert here. At the end of the film, it ends with, like, apparently that the guy by the rock was, like, this guy's friend. That wasn't even his, because I had thought, oh, that's his helmet. Well, really, it was his friend's helmet who died. And uh, It's pretty tragic. Yeah, I know. It was, like, it was a pretty dramatic story. I mean, it, uh, laced with comedy, as everything we do is. Gosh, you're digging up all these emotions yeah, from I, this old... That's like the first cohesive thing I ever made. I, I saw it but the moment because you played the Braveheart soundtrack with it too. I whenever, did. That was one of the only first, soundtracks I owned. I thought he it was like it like disc. spun it on my head and it was it's just this whole like just a like, eureka moment. I was like, <gasps> yeah, I was like that's so good. I felt like so stupid, but I felt like emotional. I was like, this is this is. <laughs> like this is what my story this is what my stories are lacking <laughs> yeah i was so into the story aspect of it all which yours had one but yours was just like joke after joke after joke like yeah. quippy and i yeah, was like, like okay a... i'm gonna mix these quips into and i 
I was so needlessly deep with things all the time as a kid when you made that did you know like when you shot that first shot you knew he was gonna do it at the end yeah i was like that's not and i still love that trope i knew i've always loved telling stories that come full circle one way or another to where the opening you know opens up on something and it's kind of arbitrary but thought-provoking and then you forget about it and then a bunch of stuff happens and it comes Mm -hmm. back and you see that image again and you're like oh man you gotta get chills. Like, yeah. that's from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I did that with this old Lego Legends thing. <laughs> and I told the... I don't even remember the story. I just know that that helmet... Does it just open on the helmet? And then... It's the it's the helmet, and then you, it, like, it zooms out, and then a guy comes into frame as oh, you yeah. zoom. And you get the assum- assumption that it's like, oh, that's his helmet. And then at the end to show the guy walk up to the rock and put the helmet of his friend <laughs> on the rock. And then he steps back and then you, you duplicate the same shot where it dollies back. But this time it's at like a higher angle. So it's a play on the first shot, but it's it's like a lap. It was, it was more complex than you had any right to make it. <laughs> and it was, it was kind of funny because that was the first time in my memory, because this is, this is like in any other example I may have ever seen it in. This is the first time that really stuck that I realized that I love that trope too. I love seeing something start at one point and have almost a mirror conclusion. I, I don't know. I didn't realize I had such an impact on it. I don't you know. It, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> this like became our pastime. When we weren't playing video games mm-hmm. or filming ourselves playing video games, we were making, <laughs> we were writing down stories and making videos with Legos, mm-hmm. with action figures. Mm-hmm. And... We, <laughs> And then we even crossed our mind to like actually put humans in front of the camera for a few more years, I feel like. Right. And then that by that point, we were advancing in our scouting careers mm-hmm. and uh, like we were getting more friends and like our, our tight knit little group of friends. Everyone was involved with movie making and uh, we pulled everyone into it, whether they whether they wanted to or not. And we were like, hey, let's go over to Steven's house and hang out. And Stephen would be like, great, what are we going to do? Are we going to do normal human being things, or are we going to make a stupid movie? And we'd be like, what do you think? And we'd bring, we'd bring over the camera, we'd bring we'd over... We'd be like, Stephen, we're going to do both. We're going to do both. We're going to be <laughs> friends, and we're going to film this thing, this great idea that we have. So we were pumping out these stupid films all the time, to the point where we actually started getting into better equipment, and better right. stories, and more... Uh, people people started asking us to do stuff for them. Yeah. Well, for like, years, for years, I mean, we were just self-editing as we went. You know, we mm-hmm. we didn't have editing software. This is before the digital age was totally integrated for this kind of activity. Right. Like, we, did, we didn't even really have iMovie. Or, no, we no. didn't even have, movie like, Windows Movie Maker. Nope. We had a, and we also had to convert everything from tape to digital by using Which, some oh, intermediate so device. The Dazzler. The Dazzler. <laughs> the Dazzler. We'll show a picture of the Dazzler. Yeah, we're going to show you what this stupid thing looks like. If you're um, watching on YouTube, there, that's the Dazzler. <laughs> what a mess. I can't I can't quite recall what it looked like, but I know it had bright colors and it was a piece of crap. And, it, and the connection went in and <laughs> never out. Never worked. But it and allowed well, us to get what we shot onto mm-hmm. the computer. That's right. So thank you, Dazzler. And thank you, Jacob Crado, for showing us windows movie maker he had learned it in school and then he came over one one public day school yeah, public he was school. one of our public school friends mm-hmm. and he and came boy scout up friends. and boy scout friends that's right he's one of the four we'll explain what that is someday but he was one of the four and uh 
so he came over one day and he excited he excitedly showed us all the ins and outs. We didn't even have footage. I think he just showed you. What, was you I there? there? I thought you were there. Where was this? Maybe your you house? Were, it was my basement, my parents' basement. You might not have been there. I remember we shot some stuff at at Kratos' house out in Winfield. Way That's on the right. Boonies. Steven was there. We shot some stuff with ourselves, mm-hmm. with with action figures, action figures with so, army so men. Stupid. It's called Day of Reckoning. <laughs> <laughs> it was called the Day of Reckoning. That's oh. right. And yeah. I was there for all that, and I helped. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like the director. You were and also in it. We were all we in were, it. We were all in it. And so we got man, stupid. some of that exists somewhere still. We might be able to track that down yeah. somewhere. And that was a that was the end of it. I was like, okay, we shot that. Yep. And we tried to self edit it, and I was like, it's going to be a mess. It was just for fun, right? And I went home a week later. We were at a, a normal scout meet, and afterwards, you and Crater were like, guys, we gotta, I gotta show you something after the after the meeting. I'm only getting around via my parents at this time. I didn't have my driver's license, so I told them like, hey, I need to stick around longer. After you were about fourteen. Yeah, 14, 15. 15, maybe. maybe yeah. Not even. I don't think we even did high adventure yet. No, you're right. Probably 14. The meeting ends. We go down to the basement of this building because we had to find one of those, you know, those old tube TVs that are like on a cart and it's like all strapped down with like a seatbelt <laughs> type thing. And it's like a VCR <laughs> and you like wheel it in and out of classrooms and stuff. We found one of those with a VCR and. You and Cradle plugged it in and were like, let's watch this. And it was the day of reckoning. And I was like, okay, well, I recognize this. And it had like text at the beginning that said the day of reckoning with like music playing, which I'd seen this before. You can do this in the camera. You can put text on the camera. So I wasn't impressed yet. And then suddenly there was these crazy effects on there, like crossfades <laughs> and music that we did not record. Right. At the time. Because terrible music. Up until this point, I only knew how to put music into a film by recording a boombox. Like in or, the camera. Like, yeah. By playing a boombox that, that hit both play buttons at the same time method I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So I was like, where is this music coming from? What is this? And it blew my mind. I remember I had to like, I had you guys pause it just so I could geek out for a little bit. I don't know if you remember <laughs> this, but I was like, whoa, go back. Go back. Oh my gosh. That like crossfaded. What mm-hmm. what is going on here? And like, they weren't impressive effects. I had seen movies at this point in my life. I knew that editing was had to have been a thing, but I guess it didn't click right until then. That it's something we could do too. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that part of your revelation was that oh my goodness, it's like there's we have so many more possibilities and opportunities now. Instantly, I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I had this for Lego Legends. I remember thinking that. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I didn't even help edit that one. Like Kratos did it at his school where he learned how to use movie movie maker. Mm-hmm. And then he came over on a separate occasion and showed me all the inner workings. So I was like the the first initial shock wave had already washed over me before previously. And then whenever we were showing you as well at the church, then I was just like, "Oh man, we're going to do all now I know how to do it too. Now we're going to do it. We're going to get this done. We're going to make movies." Oh man, it, it never really panned out with Movie Maker, but no, <laughs> yeah, that program it was free and it was good. It for was what free. It, you had your family had Windows XP before mine did. No, you had Windows ME. My family was on like Windows ninety five forever, mm-hmm. so I didn't have the program. 
So we had to Windows do it Vista was the real game changer. Oh yeah, but and that it's came a much later. And horrible then, mess of a program, but by then you were you were on to Final Cut and other stuff. But uh, yeah, so that was like the dawn of a new era of video making for mm-hmm. us, and we'll we'll cover all of our media professional careers, our film degrees, all that stuff in other episodes, but hopefully if we end up recording anything else other than right. this. And, but the point is, we got into media, it grew from doing nothing to people asking us to do professional things. And then it eventually grew to the pursuit of a degree, the pursuit of professional careers in freelance doing video work, all from these stop action videos in very beginning of high school and it led all the way to a production company that we are co-founders of now with three other guys yeah and that guy jacob credo is one of the founders founders yeah and talk about coming full circle he i mean he he got nowhere he didn't get any media credentials of any kind in in school that's not what he pursued right but he always had an interest in storytelling like we do right and always he still looks back on those days of editing those days of your mm-hmm. with fondness there's a reason they call them the formative years yes very tender formative years <laughs> <laughs> and uh we we've come full circle to the point where he doesn't edit or anything but he has he is one of our producers right. in the company and so we formed big forest another one of the people and we'll get into this someday more but uh isaac white who's our director of photography in our our production Mm -hmm. company he was another guy that we knew way back in middle school and we had no idea he was going to be a part of the company and now he is and that's just kind of contributed to who we are now and and how we've become this video production company from a couple of schmucks playing video games (laughs) and just filming the screen while we play and and make Mm -hmm. funny voices over the the characters that somehow Everyone was always blown away by this stuff that we did. Right. And I'm I'm not saying that to like pat us on the back, like, oh, we didn't even try, guys. We, we, we did try. We, we, tried to, of... we tried to make all that stuff as good as we could, but we didn't yeah. realize how much a, a good story and and comedy touches people. And right. people like to be touched. We got a lot of A's for effort, you know, is like, well, this is not, right. this is objectively bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you tried, and we would improve. Like, that was something we were at least kind of good at. Like, each little film that we would produce, we got a little better. Our mm-hmm. our shot composition got a little better. Our pacing got a little better. Our writing got a little better. Our quality got better. So, it's just a... I don't know. It's, it's just a we, process. It is a process. I think one of the big things that definitely made us better was that we learned to stop being in front of the camera <laughs> and start getting behind it. <laughs> And, yeah. run, and running things because it is so hard to to direct a story and write a story and edit everything when you're worried about what your performance looks like. Oh yeah, I mean it's we've misery. got some really good old stuff. We have we have bandits. We have oh gosh, the mind of a champion. We oh have, my gosh, uh, Doctor Dennett. <laughs> All these things that hopefully we can find some. Hopefully clips we can up. dredge these up. Yeah. And we were always. We were always the freaking stars in these things. I know. And we knew. Take turns holding the camera. <laughs> yeah, we knew we didn't want to do that, but no one else. We just kept going. Nobody mm-hmm. else would help us because 
they wanted to do things with their lives. <laughs> right. Yeah. They had their own interests yeah. and they had their own passions and pursuits. And we're and like, we're going to keep doing this stupid video thing. So that leads us up to professional work mm-hmm. that we're doing in Big Forest. Professional work that we've done on the sides. Couple that with real life hitting us. We're both married. Mm-hmm. We have bills to pay. We have extended families to worry about. <laughs> we have money that needs to be made. Right. All that stuff. Got to eat. Yeah. Is a part of our media presence. But something that we don't get to do very much is do stuff for pleasure. Yeah. Do stuff for ourselves. Do stuff for ourselves. It's creative output. And let me tell you, it has never gotten any easier to sit down and write a cohesive story and put it together. In fact, it's harder now because back then I would write this script, the script, quote unquote, <laughs> story, I would write a story <laughs> down, some rough dialogue, what I want. And then right. like that evening, I would, I would shoot it. Yeah. Or we would get together and shoot it and make it. We don't have that kind of time now. Now it's like, Hey, I have an idea for something. Here's a log line two weeks later. Here's mm-hmm. a, here's a treatment. A month later, here's half a screenplay. Two months yes. later, we don't have time for this thing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget it. <laughs> so that is that's where we're at right now. It's just trying to find, you know, time for creative fun work mixed in with client work. And something that we decided we could do is, you know what? We are pros at talking a ton and and reliving. I'm, it sounds so old farty to say glory days. We're both 26 years old, but... Relive our less than busy days yeah. from, I guess, objectively not that long ago, but a long time for us. You know, high school was seven, eight, you know, depends right. on 10 years ago now, 10, 12, 11, 12, 13, 14 oh, years ago. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah. Nostalgia is not hard to call on. Yeah, it's not. And the nature of media and technology is incrementally faster. So. 14 years ago today does not mean the same thing that 14 years ago in the 70s meant or in the <laughs> 80s or even the 90s. Yeah. Like so much changes so fast. Oh, so we yeah. thought, let's make a podcast where we can talk about these things and maybe hopefully entertain people. Right. Hopefully actually impart a little bit of knowledge as as young people in the 21st century and, you know, in the late 2010s. And maybe help somebody out. But most importantly, have the feeling of accomplishment of finishing something and recording something that we can do mm-hmm. <laughs> by ourselves. Right. Um, without interference of, and, and I don't mean this ag- against anybody, but interference of clients, interference of people that need corporate videos done or the people that have their own scripts or their own stories that we are all too happy to tell. Right. Working where we work for Big Forest. But... I mean, I also work in, in television, mm-hmm. you work in freelance and you've worked in and out of television and we've, we've done a lot for being as young as we are. Yeah. And we decided let's make a podcast. that's just literally for us to talk about stuff Yeah, and we'll put it out there and people can listen to it. And if you, if you enjoy it, great. Yeah. We want you to that. We would prefer you enjoy it than you not enjoy it. But if you don't enjoy it. It's not that much skin off our back. I'm no offense, but we are making this thing (laughs) for fun. And that is kind of, it's kind of what it is. We want to talk about stuff that we have opinions on. We're not really pros on very much, but we, 
We are communicators. It's easy to get so bogged down and distracted by the things that are necessary in life that you forget to actually take time for the things that are, are also fulfilling personally. Cathartic. So, yeah, cathartic. You know, we don't really carve out much time for catharsis. And uh, this is just one of those things that we can do without a terrible amount of effort. And it also, it's an outlet for us to be able to create content that is not too intensive editing wise or uh, production wise. And uh, we still get to share our thoughts and memories and uh, just rift on each other and and discuss different uh, aspects of life. Maybe someday down the road when we have 300 episodes (laughs) and 50 million subscribers and listeners, (laughs) they'll want to know, these two guys, Chris and Jordan, what kind of stuff do they even like? So we thought it would be fun to uh, take turns, and and Chris is going to go first. Oh, crap. (laughs) I'm going first. On his five most favorite things. Five most favorite things. Now, let me just tell you. Now, these aren't. We don't want to get too deep with these things. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to, like, just the the obvious. We're not going to say, like, family. You know, like, that's. Yeah, no one likes family. (laughs) That's a given. That's obviously very important to us. And then if you don't think that's yeah, obvious, so there's then those given things that if you're a decent human being, you'll like, but these are stuff that these it, are the gooey things. This is the gooey stuff. Okay. So number one, I put, and this is the first thing that came to my mind. All right, we're going right into it. <laughs> smoked meats. You like smoked. I meats. liked smoke. I like smoked meats. I actually, I, uh, I didn't realize how much I liked smoked meats until, until I tried it. Until I tried it. <laughs> Tasted the forbidden fruit. So number two for me would uh, be getting up before the sun. Note, I did not say waking up. <laughs> waking up. Getting part, up but not waking up? Yeah, so well, like sleepwalking around saying, until the sun is up? <laughs> I want my body to automatically wake me up and get me out on the couch. <laughs> I don't I even know this is happening no. if it's uh, something you like. <laughs> no, I mean like the waking up part is the hardest part. But once my eyes are open and my feet hit the floor and it's early morning, I love it. I love that the sun is down. I'm ahead of the game. I feel like three times as creative in the morning. Okay. I'll get all, all my best ideas come out between like 5 a.m. and 9 a.m. That's like my my Gross. golden my golden window for opportunity <laughs> for creativity. Okay. So yeah, that's so that's. Like enough, so it's like still completely dark, or totally the sun's dark. just it's completely dark. Well, I mean, even if I see a little bit of, I'll feel a small pinch of remorse if I see that I wake up and the sky's a little blue. Like, oh, why? Cause I don't know. I just like I wake up with the sun, and me and the sun are tag teaming it for the day. We're getting started, and oh, it's it's really irrational. Why? It's my like, son and me, the <laughs> sun, my and, son me. and me. But I didn't used to be that way. Back in high school, I could sleep till past noon. I could yeah, sleep, I remember. sleep, you and never, sleep. But you now, wake up unless I either threatened your family or assaulted me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, even that didn't work sometimes, but I, I don't know. You get older, you change. Didn't used to like eating mushrooms, now I do. Yeah, you get older, you yeah. change. Yeah, as you age. Come on, uh, man, I mean, my back hurts now. What are the, what are the odds that you wake up now? <laughs> this no. early. What, what, what are the odds? Uh, I like waking up early. I didn't used to, now I do. Sounds waking awful. up. Waking up is still the difficult step. Yeah, you, know, you don't like waking up early. You I know, because you're in like you a like warm to, bed. You like to... You just like to be there to the awake part. Yeah, I like being and there, skipping man. Skipping that part. Oh, then, yeah. Okay. Especially can, during that. during the winter when it's cold outside. I don't know. Hey, man. 
We're not even to my list yet. Just chill. That's oh, just that's chill. Just chill. All right. What's the next <clears> one? <throat> film. <laughs> so this one's kind of film. It film. This is kind of cop outy because it's it's a very well known fact about me. But film scores, it's one of my favorite things. Soundtracks. I actually have a YouTube show called The Soundtrack Dude, and I haven't filmed an episode for almost three years. So is that a, does that even count as having an, a show? Or I should have said one had. time I recorded myself <laughs> talking about soundtracks. I yeah. Also, it, that was a shameless plug. It also, was a shameless plug. Talking about coming full circle, like like for the third time. Uh, this is how we. This is how we were kind of forced to bond was over film scores. So right, so it's just it all like kind of mentioned from the compounds upon story. itself. Right, so film scores. That's definitely. I mean, I collect them. And uh, I love such them. A nerd. I'm such a such a nerd with that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's uh, my third thing. My fourth thing would be trivia. I love trivia. I love all things trivia. I uh, whether that be like Trivial Pursuit or going to a trivia night or just I like watching documentaries in my spare time and learning new facts about things. I wish I had some trivia pulled up for oh, you man, to like that be answer. Fun? I could answer questions. Here we go. Real time. Random. Okay, random trivia. Okay, we got categories. History, art, science, general, entertainment, or geography. Ooh, let's do history. Picking the hard one. Okay. Who read the poem, On the Pulse of Morning? Oh, god. The poem is called, On the Pulse of Morning, at Bill Clinton's first inauguration. <laughs> uh, I've got this recorded on VHS. I should pull it up. Your laughing tells me you know the answer. I don't. <laughs> Maya Ang- Angelou. All right. Maya Angelou. Now I just look stupid. Okay. <laughs> what, what century saw the War of the Roses? I'm going to say 14th. 15th. Oh, all right, one more. One more. Hang on. What year were the first Winter Olympic Games held? This is ridiculous. Uh, I thought you said you liked trivia. I thought you said, I, I did. I love trivia. I All said trivia. I'm. I guess you didn't say you were good at it. I didn't. <laughs> I said, that's true. Uh, I didn't say that. Uh, man, I don't know. Nineteen twenty-four. I was Go. gonna say thirty. I didn't even look. I, <laughs> I didn't look, but I I would have said thirty. So I, I still would have been wrong. All right. So you like trivia? <laughs> I like trivia. It. That's true. He does like trivia. He, he's always talking to me about, oh, we'll have another trivia night. There's one coming up Friday. Sorry, I can't, I can't come and film Lego <laughs> Legends Part 4. I got another <laughs> trivia night. Yeah, well, that is coming. I have one coming up Friday, so I need you to really? be. I'm glad that you brought up those questions. Now, hopefully they come up. <laughs> you, <laughs> so, Wait, you do? You I do. I really do. Come? Yep. What's it going to be on? Just anything? Uh, it's anything. General, general coverage. There's well, bound to be a little so bit of far, everything. From our case study. It's not going to be good. Gonna need some help. It's not going to be good. <laughs> All, All right. right. So uh, my fifth thing, we decided that you would pick something. I forgot we were doing this. So what's um, something about me that I love? Something about you that you love? Oh, man. Your wife's sitting in the other room. <laughs> what, <laughs> what kind of stuff does Chris love that he did? Like petty, stupid kind something of Something that's not that like really important. Hold the microphone up. Smells. She said smells. Can you elaborate on that? Do you mean candles? Candles. <laughs> Chris really likes candles. You do like candles. I do. I'm Gosh. guilty as charged. I, you, 
and your stupid candles. I have, I have, I have I a real problem right now. There's yeah, there's one, one right behind there. you. Yeah, there is. I thought about lighting another one. <laughs> I actually thought about lighting. Another. That's pretty good. Candles that was a is true. darn you good like, answer. You like smells? I do. Um, Certain smells, not all smells. Yeah. What? Else? Oh, you love to take your sweet time with <laughs> eating anything. You, that is so true. You like to, pre, you like to pre, uh, post, and post, post, uh, prepare your food. Post, yeah. post, prepare your food. Yeah, it's post, not. Post, prepare your food. We will sit down and we'll like make this. Chris and I used to cook a lot in high school because yeah. we were always doing creative stuff. Well, Jordan like, mostly cooked. Eat. Yeah, I usually I ate. To, I used to cook a lot in high school. I would, I would, I cared about presentation a little bit. I would put the food together on the plate and be like, all right, here's our awesome meal because it's. That's a hobby of mine. And right. like a, you know, something. I've always been a, a foodie person. And we'd be like, okay, we've got stuff to do. Like we've got, we're studying together for history or we got this script to finish or, or whatever. It's stage play to write. Because we did a lot of that in high school too. Yeah. And I would be like two thirds of the way through my food while having a conversation with you, not even <laughs> eating that fast. And you'd be like, hang on, I got to turn over every single noodle on my plate and I got to put more... Parmesan cheese on it and then turn it over <laughs> so that you can get Parmesan cheese in the middle. It's like I couldn't you go to the movies it. and you I get, couldn't see it. You get popcorn and it's like, yeah, I want butter on it, but make sure you get butter in the middle. You know, you ever tell them that? I tell oh, them yeah. that. Oh, like, yeah. Every time. Just drizzle that on a little bit longer so that it gets down in the center because you don't want just like your first four handfuls of popcorn to be buttery. So, like, I don't know if, like, you know, and then it gets all dry. So, I don't know if that was like your reasoning with the Parmesan cheese <laughs> rotation thing you did. But then. You'd get through all that work, and you'd take, like, four bites and be like, I'm full. Do you want to eat mine? <laughs> I, he always did. He always did finish. So naturally, I would find your food for it. Well, my eyes are bigger <laughs> than my stomach. They always have been. My, I'm the opposite. My, yeah, your stomach's always been bigger than your eyes. My stomach is bigger than my eyes. I'll pile a bunch of food on my plate and be like... There's no See, way I'm going to finish this. We're, we're copacetic. It's, it's the, like the great illusion. Everyone thinks that Jordan and I are best friends because... We are so alike. Really, the secret is that we're best friends because we're so complementary. Because, yeah, we are. We do share a lot of similarities, and yeah, we do have a lot of commonalities. But yeah, like all the film stuff for the most yeah, part. There's a lot of interest. We have a lot of shared interests. Like but our tiny at home things. Or we'll get into this in other episodes. Yeah, but we are so different. On very some different. Stuff. I'm just. I'm learning that right now from your five favorite things. Getting up before the sun. Kind I don't of even know you crap is that <laughs> all right so you take yeah, a long time with your food that's true i guess it's my turn very self-deprecating okay my <laughs> all right my your first five thing. favorite things mm. in this good green earth is i number one is the cold uh yeah i love the cold yeah and and not just the cold but being so cold that i'm just a little bit uncomfortable cold it's stupid like it's, right now <laughs> it's dumb <laughs> yeah that's not a, if i were a caveman i would have been dead a long time ago <laughs> i would have been like open the open the cave back up we're not letting the love snow in here <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile my wife and children are like ice cubes in the corner. freezing <laughs> <laughs> wild animals are moving in to get out of the cold and i'm like well, ah, get out of here your body heat's screwing up he's not all talk here like we would be out on a, a, a camp out and we'd be 
like in the tent at night in the middle of the night talking because we were crazy and we talked until like 4 a.m. Yeah, you don't <laughs> sleep on campouts. Adults would yell at us and be like, go to sleep. And yeah. like, whatever. Adults talk still yell quiet. at us. They still do. <laughs> like our wives. They still yell. <laughs> yeah. I would classify our wives as adults. Yeah. So they would, uh, I would be like in my sleeping bag, as bundled up as possible, shivering. Literally just his nose is showing. And then he would just be like, isn't this awesome? I'm like, you are so stupid. This is not awesome. <laughs> freeze, freeze outs were a real thing. We they should were. do an episode on that. Oh, we could do a whole episode on just man. talking about the freeze outs from uh-huh. our troop. Well, that would be the birth of the four. That's true. We're, literally the point of these campouts is just to free. Yeah, I love those. Those are some of my favorites. I like being so cold. Like right now, even my feet are kind of numb. They're really cold. I love that. And I'm wearing socks. I'm and, wearing socks. It doesn't matter. Oh. And... Wait, Wait, why are my feet that cold? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like being so cold. I'll sleep at night on top of the covers in the winter with a with a fan on me and the window open. I like being just a little bit too cold for comfort, not to just be cold, but for the relief and the satisfaction of getting warm eventually. Ah, so it's like a it's like a sensory thing for you. Yes, I like the extremes. I like to be so cold, so freezing cold. Like, on a camp out, the, the more clothes you take off to get into a sleeping bag, the warmer you'll be. But first, you've got to take off all those clothes before you get in the sleeping bag. And the cold air is, like, nipping at your everything. It's and, like needles. Yeah, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I need to get in my sleeping bag. I'm going to die. And you jump into the sleeping bag, <laughs> and you're, like, still cold, but then eventually starts warming up. And you're like, man. I'm so glad I'm warm now. Remember a little bit ago when I was really cold? Man, you I wouldn't think- appreciate that warmth if you didn't first have the cold or like when you first jump in bed and the sheets aren't warmed up yet uh i love yep. that feeling uh-huh because I, I do i do I love that, that feeling. eventually i do love that feeling yeah like I, I know eventually i'm gonna warm up the sheets but they're not warm yet i think that example i gave was exactly what you just described i think we had just gotten in there and i was still in agony oh <laughs> when we got in our sleeping bags right yeah right so i and like it's not <laughs> that would explain your <laughs> I just, enjoyment of i the, uh over the years, I've Dang. learned to prolong the being cold part to the point where I just want to—I want to be like that for longer than I need to be. Mm-hmm. My wife hates me for that. She loves the cold, but she likes she likes looking outside uh, and seeing that oh, it's cold out there, but I we're like warm that. and cozy in here. I like that. I like for that, that. Sounds sensible. <laughs> I like that cold outside to join us inside no. until you get to the point where you're like, oh my gosh, turn on the heat and close the window. I'm so cold. You know, and you're kind of shivering like, ooh, get under the blanket and get some hot chocolate before I die. I will give you this. I like that. I do enjoy when I take a shower in the winter, have the window open and cold air is coming in, turn the, the water as hot as possible pretty much. So you have both extremes. I have, yeah, I don't know. I, I love it. I do feel like super refreshed when I do it. It's it's like it's like therapy. Yeah, I mean I agree with you on that. I I love the cold man. Okay, yeah, we gotta get to your second thing. Yeah, number two, <laughs> getting getting dirty. Ah, I love. I, <laughs> I could not disagree with this one. And when more. I say getting dirty, I mean physical dirt and mud Ugh. and stuff just getting all over me. And again, I, I don't just that. like being dirty for the sake of being dirty. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I, I don't just jump in dirt like, hang on, hang on, honey, I gotta go jump in this pile of dirt. <laughs> like, I I like being dirty with good reason. Does that okay. make sense? So you mean like working in the mud? Or working in the mud or like last week, your grandparents 
the same grandparents who know my mom from childhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, had more a big old more giant, full circle. Yeah. Had a big pile of trees, like just big cedar logs. And we were chopping them up. We were cutting them with uh, chainsaws and putting them in a, a wood splitter, a wood splitter, mm-hmm. like a, a pneumatic wood mm-hmm. splitter thing. And my, what I was, I was only there for a while. Cause I had like 10 other things to get to that morning, but I was like, I'll come and help mainly for myself. Cause I just wanted to go do something lumberjacky. And I was covered head to toe and just sawdust and mm. crap. And I loved it. And okay. Cause I was picking up big giant logs and walking around and, and I had to like hold them against my body so that I didn't drop them. And they're super heavy. And I love the fact that I was covered in crap. And I like walking up to people and be like, Oh, sorry. I've been, been cutting wood all day. So <laughs> don't want to get any sawdust on your carpet. Sorry, I can go and brush off if you need. Uh, <laughs> this is what I talk like when I'm covered in dirt. It's um, true. It's scary. And camping, and true. Everything about camping and dirt and just getting kind of grimy, but like because I've been working hard and I've been hiking and stuff. So you know, but also I can understand. I like being extent. dirty, knowing that I will wash it all off at some point. Oh, like, like the cold. The cold. Thing. Yeah, with the promise of getting clean. Mm-hmm. I like that feeling when I. Uh, when I mow the grass, you know, when I have grass clippings all over yeah, me, I love I like the that. smell and I love like, it's, it's kind of cathartic in its mm-hmm. own way. So I, I can see what you're saying, but I think you like it a good step or two further than I you like, like the part where you get clean. Yeah. Mostly. But mud is where I just, I hate mud. the mud. I hate mud. The mud is my best friend. I, I don't know what you're talking the about. Mud. I can, I can agree with you on sawdust and grass. And like other, <laughs> like I draw, the line, at, I draw and, the line in the sand at mud. At mud, the sand even I don't really care. I mean, whatever. I just I don't like mud, dirt, whatever. I got a little dirt on my jeans. I don't like mud. I don't like anything about Why the. Sens- I don't like the sensation. I don't like the way it gets on everything. Mud. I like mud because it means there's worms. Oh, that's and even more reason why I hate bugs. I hate bugs. <laughs> right, we're gonna get it too angry about this. Move um, on. <laughs> All right, this one, one. I swear I'm not ripping off of you this one. I love the morning time. He actually had this written. I love the morning time, but kind of like you, I I just want to get there. I just want to be in the morning. Right. I could, I don't like to get up before the sun gets up. I think that's stupid. But I uh, <laughs> Ow. I do. <laughs> I like the wee hours of the morning when the sun is it's up, mm-hmm. but it's like low in the sky, and I'm making coffee, and I'm like. I'm, I'm a very social creature. So are you. Yeah. But I, I can only be the social creature that I am with a little bit of alone time first, of being like kind of recharging a little bit, just a little tiny bit sometimes. Like how much? Like, like an, like hour. an hour. Okay. Yeah. See, I can. Wake, I, I up, wake up and I'm just I'm chatty. <laughs> I am too. I mean, you know that. I, right. There's no. There's almost no difference between me of having just woken up and been awake all That's day. That's true. I wake up and I'm like fully alert because I don't sleep very deep. But I'm talking about, I like the feeling of being like, I'm the first one up. Okay. I <laughs> I'm see. I'm the first one up. I got out of bed. I'm walking over, you know, I'm being quiet. Didn't That's wake fun. up my wife or uh-huh. even in high school, it's like we're having like a sleepover or something, mm-hmm. which we, we had a lot of those. I'd be like, I'm the first one up. I'm going to creak down the hallway <laughs> and I'm going to pour some coffee and just, and be there when other people get up because the first thing I want to do is talk to them about how I, I've been up for two hours already. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> See, I like the invert of that. I like waking up and hearing just the faint sound of people rustling 
in their chairs and like talking and like I can hear I can smell coffee and hear it pouring and I, I walk and I walk in I'm like <gasps> I'm entering the party yeah <laughs> I man I love Life. that yeah as long as it hasn't been like two hours like a oh, reasonable yeah. like, like if it's been like, out <laughs> yeah if I feel like I've, if, if there's like a there is a, a threshold where it's like I've been asleep too long I've missed too much yeah. but there is like a small amount where like oh yeah I haven't missed too much everything's gone sure okay I guess I can get that but I don't like the sound. I'm so I'm self-conscious about sleeping while other people are around. You could do this in school. You could just pop. I remember in college, you could just sleep in a public couch and fall asleep if you wanted to. Easily. I not only could I not get to sleep because I'm too light of a sleeper. I would be like, someone's gonna mess with me. Someone's <laughs> gonna come and poke me. That or, was a real thing. Or steal my stuff. I like to get up before everyone else and feel like I'm ahead of the game. And. Maybe I'm just conceited. Maybe I just want to be. <laughs> maybe I just want to be a little better than everyone. <laughs> be like, I've already been up before you. Maybe that's what that's seated in. <laughs> it could be. Uh, okay, number. We'll just leave it at that. Number yeah, five. Wait. Moving on from there. Number five. <laughs> four. Four. Being known for making stupid faces and pictures. Well, you this certainly a, have done that. This is definitely another one of those conceited <laughs> things. I have this weird. I have this weird. Uh, what's the word? Not a fetish. The opposite of a fetish. <laughs> Fascination? A pe- Fixation. A peeve. No, a peeve. opposite. A peeve. I have this weird peeve when someone puts a up peeve. a camera like, hey, let's remember this thing. Let's yes. make this memory. All right, everybody, smile or let me take a picture of you. And I just make the first face that comes to my mind. You know, a goofy face or like an excited face or like a grumpy face. Or yeah. or if we're eating food, I'll be like shoving a pie in my mouth or a right. pizza pie. And the person looks at the picture, you know, and they're like, oh, that's pretty good. But uh, Jordan, can you make a normal face? Can you just make your normal face? Or like, okay, now let's do a normal one. (laughs) And you know what's not normal for me? A normal face. Sitting there smiling like I'm having the best time of my life when I'm really just, I want to be in the moment. If I'm eating, I'm eating. If it's a... If the first thing that comes to my mind is the face that I make, that is my normal face for that moment. Mm. So you kind my of exaggerate the activity, not, right? What? You kind of exaggerate the activity a little. Like, like if you're eating, if you're eating, you're not just gonna like pause. You're gonna kind of make like a raised eyebrow, and you're gonna open your mouth a little bit more and lean forward. Like, oh, I'm gonna take a yeah, bite. Yeah, I'm gonna take a bite. <laughs> yeah, man, that makes me sound stupid. But yeah, <laughs> I do that. Um, but yeah, kinda, I think is that I, what you mean by being I'll in the moment? Being in the moment of whatever face comes to mind in that moment. I don't know. Ah. Like if it's a picture and I'm up on a rock on top of a mountain or something, mm-hmm. I'm not just going to stand there and smile like, huh, oh, I'm on this rock. <laughs> I'm going to like look out over the horizon or point over the horizon dramatically or make, or if I'm super tired and sweaty from all the hiking, I'm just going to own up to it and be like, Ooh, I'm exhausted and have more of like a serious look on my face. And this makes it sound like I overthink it. I don't think about it. When people take pictures of me, even with the group, right? I'm always, I'm just doing the first thing that I think of and I'm like, oh, a camera. Right. You know, or I'm like, whatever. And then we look back at those pictures. I love looking at those pictures and everyone's smiling and looks staged and I'm like doing something ridiculous. Like a sore thumb. Yeah. And, and then people on Facebook see the picture, you know, or on, on Instagram, they're like, there's Jordan being an idiot, you know, or like mm-hmm. <laughs> there's right. everybody. And, and, and I get this kind of weird satisfaction from people being like, Jordan, you just can't smile in pictures. Can you? 
And I just like to be like, no, I cannot. <laughs> I don't. Go to your Facebook. Smiling is kind of weird to me. That's, that's is it is thing. it weird to you? Okay, that sounded stupid. <laughs> not smile, not smiling like no. ever. In pictures, looking directly at the camera right. and smile. Okay, a family picture or like if it's something serious, like a funeral, and it's like, hey, we're all together. Let's you know, we're all we're all here. It's a sad occasion, but let's get a family photo to remember this occasion. And I'm not talking about that stupid like taking pictures by the casket thing. I'm talking about like. Out in the lobby, or, oh, yeah, or whatever. Like, I'll smile for that. Mm-hmm. Out of out of respect for everyone else who is also in the picture and not making them feel awkward, and also so that it, it wouldn't be appropriate in that situation. But I'm, I'm talking about casual stuff. If I'm just with my friends, or you know, it's just me and you, or even it's me and my wife, I'm going to be like, "Whoa, look at this thing <laughs> we're doing," you know. And I right. think I, I think that's more memorable. Okay, I, I can see know. your point. All right, I think I've I've had to think about I've had to think I've had to think about this, but you've uh, had a chance to think. I had a chance. I had ample Don't amount of time. It. I'm probably gonna blow it. Don't blow it. You like obscure video games. You like weird video games. Like I mean, you like video games that are not necessarily in the public eye or popular, like everyone else. Like you're not you're not really drawn to Call of Duty necessarily. You'd play it. Yeah. Like everyone else is like playing it. And it's multiplayer. You might play it. But going through, like, I will give into that peer pressure. The yeah, the campaign though, you don't go into that. Nah, it, you kind of you're you're drawn to them because of their stories, or is it because of their obscure aesthetics? Mostly, it's a little bit of. But I, by nature, am a little bit of a contrarian when it comes to video games. <laughs> See, this is what I'm getting at. <laughs> and I also like good gameplay before story. If it's got a good story, that's just an added bonus for me. Right. Okay. I don't know. I didn't. This isn't a preconceived answer. I just no. It only just really occurred <laughs> to me. This thing seems way nicer. Mine was like a dig. I know. Stupid eating. <laughs> I wish I had a dig. Um, uh, yeah, that's true. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I do like. <laughs> I do like odd video games. Um, trying to think of something else that you like. You had all this time. I know. I couldn't think of to anything think about something. <laughs> I'll tell you. Here's something weird about you, and it used to be more of a shared trait, but now it's not. Uh, you don't like chocolate. No. And and it, it's to a fault, audience. It's to a fault. Because <laughs> it doesn't... Re- you don't like chocolate cake, right? Definitely not. Don't like chocolate. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of chocolate. Like, I'm not going to reach for a Hershey's bar and take a big bite. I mostly don't eat s'mores because I don't like the chocolate either. Because it's like a Hershey bar. But yeah, gross. But you don't like it at all. Like, do you like brownies? Uh... What's in the brownies? <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I'm really hungry right now. I'm always hungry. <laughs> but right now, I'm really hungry. So I would eat a brownie right now. But not because they're chocolate. If it could be a different flavor than chocolate, I would like it more. Right. Okay. That's what I'm getting at. If it was like I don't know, caramel or butterscotch or sure. vanilla or something, you'd be more yeah, if I, Like yeah. you like white chocolate Reese's. I do. Okay, so I don't really eat candy, but I do like white chocolate. Reasons. This actually leads me into another thing. I'm going to give another bonus thing about you. Man. You you like to eat, and you eat. Oh, so, like we mentioned, how earlier you would finish meals of mine. Yeah, because I mean, I'm full. Yeah. Well, you eat like for three. Probably. <laughs> yeah. We used to joke you know, that he had a tapeworm. <laughs> what's your ta- What's your tapeworm's name? Uh, that would be Chester. <laughs> One of our good friends back in the days, dad, Stephen McCullough's dad, 
Doug deemed that one time when Jordan was over at their house. No, we were at Pizza Street. Oh, you're at Pizza Street. Oh, okay. It's like an all-you-can-eat pizza buffet, and I had a stack of finished plates of about six or seven high. Oh, my gosh. I don't gosh. know. And like... How? Where? His dad, his dad, with a little bit of joking, but kind of mostly serious. Some, some concern. Was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, you got got a tapeworm or something this kid <laughs> that's true i do eat a lot and i don't like chocolate at all i and i don't know why that is that's something i wish i could change about myself you wish you could like chocolate more or eat i less. wish i could like <laughs> <laughs> uh no i love eating a lot i i wish i liked chocolate mm. i wish yeah, i, I liked that. it because a i people look at me like a gargoyle when i say i don't like chocolate it's true. B, it's everywhere. And C, I do appreciate quality chocolate over not quality chocolate because my mother and my wife, they love chocolate. Like, they're like kind of sewers of chocolate. <laughs> they know the difference between 78% cocoa and 80% cocoa dark Ooh, chocolate. Uh, they can blech. tell you exactly. Yeah. They're like, ah, hmm, hmm. yeah, this one's 78, and I think it was grown in Colombia, and I think uh has a little bit of a tinge of salt on the side because the person who was preparing it didn't wash their hands. Vintage 1888. Yeah, they know all that kind of <laughs> stuff. And I love knowing stuff about food, and I love cooking food, but desserts and chocolates and those things are just not in my like wheelhouse, and I wish I, I wish I liked it. How do I like chocolate? How do I do it? <laughs> How do I learn? I learned to like chocolate more. I still don't love it, but I learned to like chocolate more by eating it as a complimentary item to something else. Hmm. So putting like chocolate sauce on ice cream, chocolate sauce, chocolate, chocolate syrup. Put some of that Hershey squirt on your uh, your white vanilla dairy vanilla cream. Dairy cream. <laughs> um, I I like chocolate syrup. That's what it's called. Chocolate syrup. <laughs> chocolate sauce. On, uh, I like vanilla ice cream, and chocolate syrup is a good compliment to that. But if you if you just taste chocolate syrup and then take a bite out of like a quality chocolate bar, they don't taste the same to me. Chocolate syrup is not the same for some reason. So I like chocolate milk. Ooh. But it doesn't... Like, chocolate milk was a delicacy in mm. high school. And, mm. and mm-hmm. you know, before we could go and buy our own stuff. Mm. <laughs> In like dark times, yeah, but I don't. That's a good one. That's a good three or whatever you just. I know. I really. I started spitfire. I kept thinking of more stuff. Yeah, that's true. I couldn't think of anything, and I started talking. To... <laughs> that's all it took. All just right, so I push. guess we should wrap this thing up. Um, this whole podcast thing. Number yeah. one. Wow, uh, we have never done this before. We've always wanted to get around to doing it. Now we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Good. Good for us. We'll see if this ever sees a light of day. Number two. We didn't used to be friends at all. Then we were friends because we were forced to be together because of fate. Our parents were friends and stuff. Right. Um, Circumstance kind of pushed us together. Um, Number three, we just, we happened to both like media, work and movies and stories. And that grew to a film company, which grew to being, grew, that grew to being busy all the time. (laughs) And... That led to us wanting to do something on the side for ourselves, which is this podcast. And thank you if you made it this far. Wow. Good job. I don't know. Bravo. If, I don't know if I should be saying good job to you or 
go do something with your life. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you're on a really long car ride. And if so, or maybe you're at work, you're welcome for, you listen to podcasts at work. Well, I mean, if I'm doing a mundane task that doesn't require, I guess, not everybody's in television. Yeah, I guess we have that <laughs> luxury. Conduct your work to the best of your ability. Thank you for listening to the first ever Harm Slayer podcast. Uh, it feels good to, to have done this. Yeah, and like he said, thanks for making it to the end. We have a lot of stuff written down that we want to talk about. And oh, believe yeah. it or not, we are very plugged into the media scene here in the St. Louis area. And we, we have a lot to talk about. We have mm-hmm. ups and downs. And we know that we're new to this. And we know that... Got a lot to learn. We have a, we have so much to learn, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm learning stuff right now. I know. We hope that you learned something about us, and thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and follow us if you feel like it. If not, it's no skin off our backs. Uh, you can also check out our other media scene called Big Forest, and you can check us out at Big Forest Official. Yeah, we got a lot of YouTube. plans. A lot of stuff coming up. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff, and unfortunately, a lot of the stuff we're doing right now, we're not allowed to talk about because it's for artists that um, haven't released officially what they're doing. Announced their projects. Yeah, they haven't announced it, but we enjoy working with all these people, and we also enjoy doing stuff on our own. Right. Um, and doing stuff for our fellow Midwesterner here. Anything else? No, I think we did it. Toodaloo! Toodaloo!